Hi, and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast that gives you tips and tricks for how to start, grow, and sell your online business. Also take a look at our resource website, emilyandblair.com, for more info around how you can make your business better. But for now, here's today's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 156, Why and How to Build a Remote Team. Right, so today I wanted to talk about remote teams, and um, this is something that we've been working on a wee bit. Uh, Within our business, we've just got some new virtual assistants working for us to minimize some of our own tasks that we've been doing. So I thought it'd be a good one to touch on today, because I think it's the real key driver for um, realistic and um, scalable growth within your business. You can't scale until you actually get either more time or more money. So you can spend money on employing um, or using consultants. And the only way to get more time is basically to get someone to help do your work that you're doing. So adding team members to your business is a good way of expanding that growth and doing it exponentially. Okay, so why do we want to embrace these remote work situations well basically remote work gives us all these advantages around not only us but also the team members and this is in terms of flexibility um you know you can be totally flexible rather than having this um you know employee who is employed all the time you've got flexibility around what hours they work and how long they work for you in terms of you know is it one week is it one month is it six months all of that stuff you know you don't have all the contracts and the um, holiday and and pay requirements that you do with a full-time worker you also get to access this global talent pool because that's the reality of it you know you're not dealing with you know the people that work or are available close to where you are to your location you can tap into a a developer in um europe or you know um an seo expert in australia you know there's this global talent pool so that gives you so many more so much more options of who you can work with you know for them it obviously gives them a better work-life balance, you know, provides them with that flexibility as well because they don't have to be working all the time or they could work different hours. They could be working at night time, you know, if they've got, um, you know, family uh, responsibilities during the day. So it kind of works for both parties here. So that's one thing to do is, I guess, embrace that remote work uh, situation. The second thing is you really want to make sure you hire the right team members. And this is what we've struggled with a bit in the past. This time around, we spent quite a bit of time vetting uh, the, you know, the the talent pool. Uh, you know, we put out a quite a detailed job description um, and we, we looked at, uh, this was via Upwork. So if you're not familiar with Upwork, go in there and have a look. Um, but, you know, we had a look at the, the individual applications and looked at what their job experience was. We looked at their reviews and looked for certain triggers in their reviews that we didn't like. So, you know, any um, any candidates that had a lot of reviews that had no um, or uh, no star rating given or no review given, we kind of put them aside pretty quickly because 
one thing I think with Upwork and some of these platforms is um, when someone works for someone and then they stop for whatever reason, the employee, uh, sorry, the employer has to give a rating or has to close off the job. And, and these platforms try and push the employer to give a rating of some type or or close the job off properly. So if they haven't made a comment about how that employee worked with them and things like that, that kind of is a bit of a red flag for me. So we spent a fair bit of time going and vetting through these um, through the different people that had applied for our job. So you really want to look for these individuals that are self-motivated, that, you know, they provide um, excellent communication skills. Because remember, global talent pool, they're probably going to be in a different country and probably speak a different language. So you want to make sure that they can communicate in your language and they can also write in your language as well. So you want to look for candidates that have that prior work experience and have demonstrated that you know, that ability to work autonomously. So you're not having to um, micromanage them through the process. You want to do what we did and, and conduct those interviews and make sure that they've they've got all the bits and pieces that you are going to need for that job. And that might be skills and experience in certain software. You know, um, we need we needed ours to be able to do word processing. We needed them to be able to do keyword research for us and to show us that they've done that before. So it might be that you say as part of your job description that you actually outline what software they need to be experienced in. Um, so that's just one of those sort of side tips that makes you look at what team members you're going to want and make sure you get the right ones. Once you've got your team sorted out, the key Next thing is to set up the clear communication channels because it clear and effective communication is basically the backbone of you know a successful remote team. So once you set these communication channels up, um, and you know um, platforms like Upwork, they want you to communicate on their platform, and that's fine. But that you don't need to one hundred percent of the time. Like the first thing we did was um, get our new VAs email address and we've been emailing her off the platform because we want to email her via our email system because there's systems we already have set up in there and the Upwork one would not allow us to do that. So we wanted to do it via our system and so we've moved the communication channel into our own um, version rather than on the Upwork's platform and, and that's okay, you can do that. But you want to be able to set up that in the, at the start. So, you know, whether it's video conferencing or messaging platforms, however you want to do it, it could even be project management software. If you've got enough team members in your team, sometimes using a project management software to manage their tasks, you know, that might be required. You know, you basically turn into a manager of tasks rather than, um, you know, doing the tasks. And that's kind of a sign that your business is growing when you move from doing something to managing something. So that's one of those things. You just need to get that communication channel set up well in the beginning. And also working out when you're going to communicate you know, how often and at what times, you know, a lot of, uh, we're based in New Zealand and a lot of uh, the VAs we work with are in Europe. And so we end up talking to them early in the morning or later in the evening. So that's just something to bear in mind, you know, your your typical nine to five workday 
may be a bit interrupted, um, you know, with setting up remote teams because you might find you're talking to them at, at different times of the day than you normally would be doing business. Okay, so the another thing to think about is fostering trust and engagement because you want these people to work with you and work on your business the way you do. So creating that transparent communication, creating opportunities for team bonding and fostering that brand culture and getting them to understand what your business is and what um, you know what your brand is about, what your messaging and your mission is. And basically who you are, you know, as the owner, you know, who are you? Give them a little bit around you, you know, don't have to tell them your life story, but say, you know, say things about what's important to you and what you want out of the relationship, because then they'll be more connected and they're more likely to do a better job for you. And then move on to setting clear goals and expectations because you need those performance metrics for both you to be able to judge how they're going, but also for your remote team to know what's expected of them. So the key performance indicators or KPIs and milestones that align with your team's overall objectives. So set those things up at the beginning, you know, and regularly communicate that and provide feedback to them. So make sure they stay on track. So it's not like leave, like setting these KPIs up and then leaving it for a month or two and then saying, well, hang on, you didn't reach these. You've got to probably put a bit more work on in at the beginning to actually see that they're on track with the indicators that you've set. And then if they're not, you can try and realign and get them in, on online to those indicators because it's also a good thing because in the beginning, if they are not up to what you think they're going to be doing and they have, and you do some changes and they still can't keep up, then maybe you've actually just employed the wrong person. And so you don't want to go down six months down the track and then realize that it's been a complete waste of time. So you want to be um, managing and monitoring this stuff pretty early on in the piece and, and setting those clear expectations. And if they don't meet, meet them, you know, you need to be comfortable to move them along and, and then go and find someone who can meet those expectations. Okay, the other thing is to also invest in team members that are, you know, when it's when they're physically dispersed, like you know, that in different countries or or cities, it's really important to do team member building or team building. So, some sort of virtual team building exercises and things, um, and it could just be uh, simple things like collaborative projects or even virtual coffee breaks or online games or something that would foster a bit of camaraderie and, and strengthen the relationship because the thing is like if it's just you and a virtual uh, assistant working together that's not so bad but when you've got sort of more than one you really want them to work together and connect and and rather than just relying on that worst ba work based communication it's it's much better if they're you know, in tune with the rest of the team and are friendly and, and you know, communicate well um, from a social perspective as well as a business perspective. Okay, so that's just a little overview of, you know, why teams are good and how to build a remote team. I guess the key things around, you know, why you want to build a team is what I touched on in the beginning. It's that 
ability to grow your business exponentially and you can't do that yourself you hit a ceiling if you're just trying to do it yourself because you are time limited and you can't do any more than the amount of hours in the day so you need to expand that and add more hours and the only way to do that is not burning the candle at both ends it's to add people to your team so then you're adding hours to your business Okay, so teams are really critical. You, It's hard sometimes to get um, to that point where you've made the decision that you're going to commit to a team. We didn't do it early on in, in our business. In the last, you know, We could have brought this virtual assistant on probably months ago, but we've held off and we've just, we're making sure that the, the demand for her time is going to be there and consistent. And we've now made the decision um, with our business because it is stable and steady and we see that demand continuing to bring her on. But again, on the flip side of that, if we see that demand taper off and, and you know, her work dries up, then being a virtual assistant, we can say to her, look, you know, we don't have any work now and, you know, cut ties for the time being. So that's the beauty of, you know, hiring freelancers and virtual assistants is you've got it's a bit like a tap you can turn it on and off um although you want to do it respectfully as well um you don't want to um you know just be over committing someone and then you know having to say to them look you know we just don't have the work that we thought we were going to because remember they've got lives and they've got families and responsibilities and and you know, they need this as an income. So you want to set clear expectations and realistic expectations around your employment with them as much as you can. I think that's a fair way of doing business with them. So if you need a bit more help around this sort of um, growing your business and expanding your business, we've got a heap of articles on our website, emilyandblair.com. So check them out. They're all free to have a look at. And if you want to jump on a call with me, if you're struggling to work out how to grow your business or if you're a bit um, concerned or afraid of committing to a virtual assistant, uh, feel free to jump on a 30-minute phone call with me. You can find a link on our website to do that, to book a time in. But that's about all we've got time for in episode 156, Why and How to Build a Remote Team. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Elevating Business. Make sure to check out our resource website, emilyandblair.com, for more tips and tricks for how you can grow and make your business more successful.